Hello, I'm Scott Millis, senior pastor here at Living Word Family Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. We want to thank you for joining us today, and we hope that today's message encourages you and equips you in your walk with Christ. Here's today's message. Hey, folks, welcome to Wednesday night. It's always a joy to be with you again and uh, love to talk about the Lord and the things of the Lord and what the Bible says about how we should live. And there is a certain way to live. I hope you know that. Uh, just being born again isn't enough. I mean, that inter- we get into the kingdom. That's the first thing you got to do is be born again, except Jesus Christ. But after that, we have a part to play in the growth of our spiritual growth and our uh, soulish growth. Amen. Or, so tonight I want to continue talking about along the line of it. The prosperous soul tonight's going to be titled the poor soul and we'll talk about that in a little bit how many of you know you've been around somebody and uh we were just talking about this the other night in prayer meeting about somebody that used to go to this church a couple people and and they don't go anymore and we've had quite a few over the years and they don't go anywhere and they've turned their back kind of on god and and life hasn't been what it should be well how many of you know there's things that will enter in that cause you to fall away Go the other way because the Satan is out to kill, steal, and destroy. What's he out to st- steal? He's out to steal the Word of God and the, and the and the conviction that we have in Christ. Amen. So therefore, we don't serve Him. We don't do what we're called to do, and we miss that calling and purpose that God has for us. And you know, each one of us has a calling and a purpose on our life. And listen, and you're without repentance. So if you're not doing what God's called you to do tonight. Repent. Repent isn't just, I'm sorry. Repent is turning around, going a different direction, and, and living a, a different kind of life. Amen? So over in Third John 2, you know this scripture. We've been using it quite often. The Revelator, John the Revelator, John the Apostle John writes this. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Now, he's saying... Your soul, if your soul prospers, you're going to prosper in all things. And this is John, the, the one that wrote Revelation. He's uh, the oldest apostle, I believe. The one who penned uh, that book realized that prosperity of our whole lives has to do with uh, the health of our bodies. It hinges on the con- uh, condition of our souls. John, when he said our soul prospers, our life will prosper. How many of you know that? Amen. Now, some people, Christians, often wonder about God's will when it comes to prosperity and health. Well, we we some unfortunately it's been nailed down prosperity. Oh, it's about money. It's not about only money. It's about the quality of life that you live. It's your relationships. It's your it's your uh, uh, your uh, I don't know your your uh, ability to 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 live a life that's pleasing unto God and also. Uh, pleasing unto you, Amen. And uh, if it weren't wasn't God's will for His uh, people to prosper and live in health, the Holy Spirit now He prompted John to write that would never have inspired John to uh, to believe or record it as part of the Holy Scripture. You ever think about that? He writes that under the unction of the Holy Ghost, and He wants us our souls to prosper. Well. There are three attributes of the soul. We've said that many times. Your mind, your reasoning and thinking process, your uh, your emotions, that's your feelings. Your mind, your will, your emotions, and your will, your deciding and choosing processes. 
I, I, I always like to say your will is probably the most important thing because if you will to do something, you can do it. Uh, you know, we can get frustrated, upset, have our emotions uh, rage, but if we have a will to do what's right, we can do that. You know that? So it's important. Your will, uh, your will, you will prosper and live in health as your soul prospers, or you will struggle and be weak even as your soul is weak. How many of you know that? It's important to know that it's... <laughs> that our soul has so much to do with whether we are successful, walk in victory, or walk in defeat. So, in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says this. And I'll, I'm going to read it off the Amplified um, Classic Version. Well, let me read it first. Now may the God of our uh, peace himself sanctify you completely. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be pressed, blame, uh, pressed blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I like what it says in, in the uh, Amplified Version. And may the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, separate you from, from, from profane things, make you pure and holy, consecrated to God. Wow. You ever think about that? Holy and consecrated to God. Separate you from the things that will pull you away from the things of God. And may your spirit and soul and body be preserved sound complete and found blameless at the time of our lord jesus christ the messiah amen so we have to know that god is wants us to be uh, in a position where we walk in fullness of him fullness of life fullness of the things of god and so we have to have a, a soul that's not um, running amok amen and we're made up to spirit, soul, and body. Now, we know Rome, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even the, to the division of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hallelujah. By the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writer of Hebrews relates man's soul, joints, and thoughts. Your soul is a connector from your spirit and your body. Amen? Your soul is. So we have to know that. If you don't know that, you 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 could say you you love Jesus. Look at the world. Some, so many people, uh, people come up and say, well, that guy's a Christian. But he's not living. Why doesn't he live that way? Because his soul's messed up. And uh, a soul is related to our thoughts. You know, uh, over in, in Matthew 12, 33, it says this. We have a we have a choice to make. We have a uh, we can make our soul in a in a position to be godly, or we can have a in a position to be ungodly. And it says in Matthew twelve thirty three, either make the tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. How many of you know about what your fruit? <laughs> they will know you by your fruit. You say you're a Christian, you're not living that way. It'll be known. And then you have people will question, how could he be a Christian? How could that person be a Christian? That's where you get the word hypocrite. Amen? You, you pretend to be something you're really not. goes on to say, I like what it says here, brood of vipers, how can you being evil speak good things? I mean, you know, it's hard to speak good things when you're thinking bad thoughts. <laughs> it's just, it's impossible. You're going to say what's on your heart and what's on your thought in your mind. And if your emotions are running muck, guess what? A lot of times you'll say things you wish you could, you could pull it back. You wish you could have it back. For out of the abundance of the heart, 
the mouth speaks. You speak out of the abundance of your heart. That's why you need to have your soul that's, that's prospering. Amen? A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what? Good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. But I say to you, now I'm reading this more a little bit more than I was uh, planning on, but I want you to hear this. I say to you, for every idle word, now listen folks, this is so important in the, in the, in, in the uh, Christian church and in in our community and the body of Christ, we need to watch our idle words, things that don't bring godly life. Uh, every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it at the day of judgment. Wow. Do you know you're, we're all going to give account of how, what the idle words that we speak, the words that have no life, not ungodly uh, uh, life in it. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, how, what's words? Words are expression of your thoughts, aren't they? Thoughts. Uh, direct your uh, decisions, your actions, and your feelings. Thoughts <laughs> take place where? In your soul. Made up your mind, will, and emotions. Your mind, will, and emotions. Your soul is not your spirit. That's why a person can be what? Born again, <laughs> accepted Christ, and not living for them, and be uh, have an unrenewed uh, soul, a carnal soul. Your thoughts direct your decisions, actions, and feelings every day. Wow, isn't that true? Isn't that true? One day you can just be sailing along, praising the Lord, everything's going well, and you're thinking the right things, and your mind's stayed upon Him, and all of a sudden you, something happens. It's not. It, it just kind of throws you off tilter, off kilter, and you're just going a different way. And all of a sudden your thoughts go a different way, and all of a sudden you end up doing things you wish you'd never done, say things you wish you'd never said, get into it with your spouse or your your kids or or whoever with your employer or somebody, and end up messing your life up. We don't want that. Romans 12, 2, that's why we have to renew our mind to the Word of God. It says in Romans 12, 2, it, it, God tells us, <laughs> tells the believer to be transformed by the renewing of our mind, by the continual renewing of your mind. You know, don't be conformed, conformed to this world or the world's way, but be transformed by the continual renewing of your mind that you may know what is the hope of your, the calling. What is that calling and what is your hope for it? Amen? Amen. That's just so important. The mind, as I have said before, you've heard it before, advertised, a mind is a terrible thing to lose or waste. Amen? So we can't do that. Uh, through your spirit, is, though your spirit is saved, your soul must be saved as you renew your mind, emotions, and will to the Word of God. That's what changes things. When Jesus said in John 8, 31 and 32, if you continue in my, what? In my Word, you're my disciples indeed, or disciplined ones, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Amen? So we have to know the Word of God. To the degree that you have... You do this determines the amount of prosperity and health and experience you experience in your life. Isn't that important? Mightily important. Goes on to say Proverbs 23, 7. You've heard me say this many times. You know, I don't make any ex uh, excuses or, or say, well, I wish, you know, I, I, something new. We don't necessarily need everything new. What we need to do is adhere to what we already know and walk in it. Amen? 
take what you know from day to day to day and, and grow in that. But for as a man thinks, so is he. As you think in your heart, so are you. Amen? So, and in Matthew 22, 37, is you shall love the Lord your God with all your what? Your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. So we're, we're to have an, a renewed mind, a renewed heart, and, and be able to walk and, and think differently. Think according to what the thoughts that God puts in our heart. Amen? Why is it so hard for some to follow the Lord and prosper? Now, this is a question that's ongoing amongst ourselves. Sometimes, well, brother so-and-so, they were here for such a long time. I ran into them the other day. They're not going to church. They're not living for God. They're not doing well in a lot of areas. Oh, they got. They may have all the, the uh, outward appearance of doing okay, but they're not. They're not. Their family may be a mess or, or you know, th things have gone awry and... and, and and you wonder, what in the world happened? Well, my dad used to say, and Jesus said this too, the poor you always have with you. Well, dad used to say they have a poor soul. In other words, they, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. I don't know about you. We, we lived in a small house, but we had a, my dad and mom were, had prosperous souls. They lived through the Depression, went through, dad went through World War II, was over in Europe and and uh, you know, in the war and all that, and worked. They both worked hard all their lives, but they had they had love, they had joy in their life, and they had people around them that, and they ministered to a lot of people over the years. And why? Because they had a, a prosperous soul. They didn't. Money wasn't the issue. They didn't have a lot of money, so it wasn't the issue. But they had a prosperous soul. But there are things that would cause you. To, to fall away from the things of God and not, not do well in this life. And so I wrote it down, the poor soul, eight things. Well, what, what, uh, what begins, number one, having a lack of knowledge of the Bible. If you don't know what God's word says on a subject, you're, you're going to be lost out. You're going to lose out. You're not going to have what uh, God wants you to have. Hosea 4, 6, my people. Now, what's that mean? It, to me, it means somebody might be born again, but they have no knowledge of the word. And it says, are destroyed or perish for lack of knowledge of my law or my word where I, will, uh, where I reveal my will. And you can't prosper with something you don't know about. You know, they say, uh, they say one of the, the differing factors between a, a wealthy, uh, uh, somebody has been in the market or bought did well in the market or did something is it's knowledge you know knowledge is important you got to have knowledge of something if you're going to do well if you don't know have the knowledge you it can cost you what you don't know can hurt you what you don't know can kill you talked about that before cannot prosper with something you don't know about so that's number one and number two being controlled by the desires of the flesh now, over in Romans 8, 5, and 6, it says this. Those who live according to the flesh set their minds. Set their what? Their minds. How many you set your mind on something? How many of you heard, well, I, I tried to tell them, but they had their mind set. You know what I mean? You try to tell somebody, maybe a young person, maybe a teenager, maybe some, uh, uh, one of your children or something. You try to, you're trying to tell them straight and tell them true, but they got their mind set on something. Well, uh, 
have their minds set on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. We need to have our things set on minds set on the things of the Spirit. Amen? Amen. For to be carnally minded, it goes on to say, is what? Death. To be, but to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. Thinking about the things of God. He will keep the imperfect peace whose mind is stayed upon thee because you trust in him. Well, how can you trust in somebody you don't know? You can't. You really can't. Now, it goes on to say, the next, next one is, uh, where am I at? Make sure I got the right one. Number three, being weak, indecisive, double-minded, unstable, lacking wisdom. How do you know people like that? <laughs> being weak, indecisive, double-minded. Well, James talks about it. A double-minded person will never accomplish anything. Amen. Uh, let me just go turn to that because I don't want to misquote it. But a double-minded man, it says in uh, James 1.8, he who is a double-minded is unstable, unstable in all his ways. So there, do you know people like that? I know some people like that. <laughs> Yeah, they had to talk out of both sides of their mouth. They're thinking about two different issues, going back and forth. Can never make a decision. You know, we just need to learn to make solid decisions for the things of the kingdom of God and get away from that other stuff. No, put your foot down. What's the word of God say? Amen? So we have to know you can be weak and indecisive. That's a sign of a poor soul. And there's a lot of people in our world today that are like that. A lot of them in the church, more than we know uh, number four, thinking on negativity and uh, on negativity and feeling unable to control your thoughts. Know anybody like that? Just can't control my thoughts. I just keep getting bombarded with the wrong kind of thoughts. Well, the truth of the matter is we can control our thoughts. Because here's what it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal but mighty in God for pulling down what? Strongholds. Where's the strongholds? In your mind. Strongholds of your mind. Amen. Casting down arguments. You ever get an argument in your mind? I've had them before. Well, usually it's the, the enemy's trying to bring those arguments or is bringing those arguments against something that you should be doing that's right or God has told you to do. Every high thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You can bring thoughts and, and, and to, into obedience of Christ. You can pull down those strongholds. Say, no, I ain't thinking on that. That's not good things there. No good things. We'll talk about that in a minute. But we have to control our mind or we're going to get bombarded by the things of the devil and end up saying and doing the wrong thing. Saying is going to be a problem because that's what the enemy wants you to do. How do we agree with people, uh, with God by what we say? What we believe in our heart and what we say with our mouth. How do we agree with the enemy? What we believe in our heart and say with our mouth. He's getting us over. I can't. It'll never work for me. They did this to me. They, uh, you know. And the Bible says forgive. He said, I can't forgive them. Well, what do you just said? You can forgive them. You've got to pull that thing down and say, no, the word of God says forgive. So I choose by an act of my what? Will. To forgive. Maybe you need to forgive somebody tonight. You ought to say, I forgive them by an act of my will. Well, I, I keep thinking about it. No, you forgive them. By the love of God, it's in your heart. Say, no, I forgive them. And listen, that was what Jesus said. What did he say when he was on the cross? Father, forgive them. 
for they know not what they do. You know, many times people are hurt and don't really understand. Oh, they, they, they think they do, but they don't really understand the, the implication of, of hurting somebody. So you, gotta, you can do the same thing. Number five, refusing to change. This is a big one. Defending past behaviors and making excuses for yourself. And Proverbs 9, 7 through 9 says this. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself. And he who rebukes a uh, wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. Wow, isn't that something? Give instruction to a wise man and he will be with you still be wiser. You know what causes us not wanting to change or defending our past behavior? It's called pride, my friends. P-R-I-D-E. Pride. It's called pride. Pride goes before destruction. Do you understand that? And a haughty spirit before a fall. And when you when you say, "Ah, oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm, uh, I, I, I defend what I used to do, making excuses for myself." Don't make excuses. Say, "Lord, forgive me," and and say, "I used to do this, but thank God, God changed my life in Jesus' name." And number six, quickly, I got a roll here. Spending all your time on natural, earthly, material things. Over in Colossians three one says, "If you were raised with Christ." If you've been born again, you have been. Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on the things of the earth. How many of that, that boy, I'm telling you, how many of you need it? We all need to work at that. Everybody needs to work at that because it's so easy to get distracted and get pushed off of what God's trying to get to you and through you. Amen? Uh, Matthew 6, 25 says, take no thought about your life. Worry, don't worry about what you eat, drink, or, or uh, are going to wear. Seek, but seek ye first, Matthew 6, 33, the, the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all the things you need will be added to you. Praise God. Help us to do that, Lord. <laughs> Number seven, allowing emotions to control your attitudes and behavior. And Ephesians 4, 22 and 24 says that you put off the old man concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. You, that's why we talk about renewing your mind on a regular basis. You got to think differently. You got to practice that differently. And that you put on the new person which was created according to God in, the righteous, in righteousness and holiness. Amen. Number eight. This is the last one because we're almost out of time. Allowing fear anger, bitterness, gossip, or negative thinking to consume you. Man, is that in our world today? Listen, you're going to become a product of what you hear and what you see. So, so real. And, and we have to be real careful. Uh, over in Philippians 4.8, it says this. Now, this is how we should think. Brethren, finally, whatsoever things are true, well, if it's not true, don't be listening to it. Don't be listening to, and don't be watching it. Amen? Whatsoever things are noble. Is this noble? Is this something that brings uh, uh, godliness to my life? Or is it something I, I need to get rid of? Whatsoever things are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate or think on these things. That's what we need to think about. Listen, all that other stuff, you need to say, no, that's not of God. I don't want any of that. 
Don't be coming in here with that. Amen. Don't be coming in here with that lies and those that crazy stuff that's going to lead me away from what God wants me to have and, and, uh, and cause my soul not to be prosperous because I want to be <laughs> prosperous and in health even as my soul prospers. Amen. How about, I know you do. So we need to do these things. I know I talked about the poor soul. I'll continue talking about the prosperous soul and bring other aspects of that. But I want to tell you, we need to work on this thing. If any of these things hit you tonight, any of these things, yeah, I tend to do that. Well, repent. Say, Lord, help me not to do those things. And so as you do, your soul will begin to prosper. Get in the Word of God. Let the Word of God dictate uh, your direction in life, and you'll be again to walk in victory. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Father, I, pray, I thank you so much that you provided the Word of God so we could have an instruction manual, a way to live for you, to walk in, in fullness of, of what you have for us in this life and the life to come. So I thank you. I thank you for John writing that. Beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. May everyone in the sound of my voice begin to prosper in all things, begin even the things they haven't been. May it become a, a renew their minds, get their li minds lined up, lined up, their their hearts, their souls, their, all that renewed, and begin to walk in the fullness of what God has for them. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. It's been good to be with you. I'll see you next week. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you enjoyed today's message, consider sharing it with a friend. For more content and information about Living Word, check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. And remember to live the gospel and preach the gospel.